Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Fallout episode 56. Fallout episode 56. It's been a while since I've done this. Obviously, I've forgotten how to do it. Welcome to episode 56 of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shalene. Hello. So I'm back with my big mug and uh, my big face, and it feels good to be back. I've been gone for a week, and it feels like three but it's really good to be back. So let's go ahead and get started because we have a lot of stuff to get over tonight. Uh, our ads. Tonight we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you are in the market for headphones or earbuds and uh, you want your specific color and you want a certain kind, head to TweakedAudio.com for your headphone or earbud needs. And then when you find your perfect pair of headphones or earbuds, how many times can I say that back to back? You can enter our code off the record, which is one word, at checkout to receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. So that's tweakedaudio.com, our code off the record, all one word, for 30, 30% off and free shipping worldwide. We're also sponsored by audible.com. Head to audibletrial.com slash Network for a free audiobook when you sign up for their free 30-day trial. And tonight, Shaleen recommends... Typhoid Mary, an urban historical by Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, he wrote a, a book about Typhoid Mary, and it was a very interesting look at the subject. Oh, right, because she was the cook. Right. That's right. right. I was wondering how Anthony Bourdain was related to Typhoid Mary, but then I got it. I love, oh, I love Anthony Bourdain. Me too. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can download that audiobook for free when you go to audibletrial.com slash Network and signing up for their free trial there. You can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Network. You can use our Amazon link on our website. And also, non-financially, you can share us on your social media, send us emails to uh, have a conversation, like, subscribe, and we retweet. And, uh, yeah. So we also want to say a shout-out to uh, a good fellow listener and tweeter, Ben, for the amazing loading screen that you see here before you. Um, it, is, it, is, it is pretty freaking sweet. Um, <laughs> I also realized something else about all this, hmm. and uh, I'm an idiot. Never mind. Um, little inside baseball coming out of my mouth before I could stop it. So I think I know what going. you're talking about. We'll talk after yeah. the show. <laughs> yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, tonight's overview, we have news, gameplay, recap of two weeks ago challenge, and a new one some lore, weapon of the week, and some listener emails. So without further ado, let's go into the news. Oh, shoot. I was going to do it with no awkward pauses <laughs> this time. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. What happened in the last two weeks of Fallout this time? Okay, right. <laughs> wow, this, this show's already a trash fire. <laughs> Well, we've got a few things, and this one came out just a bit too late to be included in the last um, the last podcast, and I'm going to give you guys a minute to go ahead and grab some Kleenex. Feels incoming. This is a very touching story about a Fallout fan that is memorialized in Fallout 4's Nuka World. Um... A couple of months ago, Reddit user NewXLVII wrote a post thanking Bethesda for Fallout 4 because he used his hours in-game as a tool to help him get through a hard time. And his dad had passed away. He built the Sentry Bot and named it GR36 after his dad, Greg. And recently, after he'd beaten Fallout 4, his brother passed away from several medical conditions. Bethesda sent him a care package with some merchandise and a kind letter, and they added his brother to Nuka World as a character. Evan, who lives in the wastes beyond Nuka World's walls, has become colloquially known as Good Guy Evan. And this character is friendly to the player. He offers to share all of his possessions, including a Nuka-Cola recipe. And uh, New, the Redditor, says that his character sounds a lot like the, his brother, except that his brother was very funny and really liked puns. 
and he says, don't feel guilty about taking Evan's stuff. He insists that you take it, and in real life, he would give you the shirt off his back to help those in need. And I actually, when I met this guy in the game, I, yeah. I felt so suspicious because he was so nice. And I thought, there's no way this character is really this nice. He's got like a pile of corpses behind the shack or something. And um, I, of course I robbed him blind because it's Fallout, you know? And then I read this article the next day and I felt like the worst person in the world, Rick. Did you go back and like just try to put the stuff back? <laughs> exactly. I'm just like leaving there. stacks of bottle caps and stuff. Here you go, Evan. But I was so suspicious when I met that guy. And, and oh gosh, this story, when I read it, I just, oh, it's so touching. It's really, yeah. that was so lovely of Bethesda to do such a kind thing for this person that had seen such hardships recently. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's just amazing Bethesda to do that, to, to put that time and effort into doing that. So. Mm-hmm. This goes to show how much they care about our, you know, us and their fans. Yeah, it's really neat. The next item in the news is Nuka Break drama. We talk oh. a lot about the Nuka Break web series on this yeah, show. Yeah, this was a hoot. Yeah. The creators of Nuka Break recently released a video saying that they are no longer involved with Wayside Creations, which is currently working on Nuka Break Tales from the Wasteland. The video alleged that the Kickstarter money was gone and that as shareholders in the company, they had requested financial records, but their requests had been repeatedly ignored. Zach, Becca, Tybee, and Cameron said that none of them were paid for any of the work they did on the Le Legend of Grimrock project and that the campaign had been padded by investors solicited by the corporation. None of them are involved in Tales from the Wasteland production and they were told that the Kickstarter money was gone over a year ago. They wrote a script, but they don't believe it's being used, so they released it to the Kickstarter email list. Um, at the end of the video, they relinquished their shares in the company. The tone of the video is very sincere and sad, and if you'd like to see it for yourself, it can be found on Zach Frenfrock's YouTube channel, uh, Zarting, um, I believe is what it's called. A couple of days after that video dropped, Wayside released an email to the Kickstarter backers stating that the video contained false information and painted an incomplete picture of the situation. They stated that the creators had all left the company on their own terms and asked viewers to judge the product based on its own merits. <laughs> and they followed up with a couple of behind-the-scenes updates uh, showing the work that they're doing on Tales from the Wasteland right now. And I really thought that uh, I really thought that it was um, a sad story. I loved I loved Nuka Break so much, and I hated to hear this. Uh, if anybody wants to vent, uh, and also in the chat room, let me know how my uh, voice sounds now. They they were saying it was too quiet. Uh, if anybody wants to vent, the Ruts DC just l released a new song today with Henry Rollins as a uh, co-singer about tearing down corporations. So, yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. You need to vent. Uh, that, yeah, that sucks. I mean, it's a bummer because we loved it so much, but at the same time, it, it like, I don't know, that has to be a regular thing in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. I, I just wish it didn't happen to, to this fan-started, fan you know, because it, it was a fan who just kind of created this video mm -hmm. for school or something, right? It was a fan project. Totally a fan project. Yeah, and so. uh, they just got burnt be, uh, by <laughs> essentially Vault-Tec. That's, yeah, basically what happened. And they're just, they're such likable people. You know, it was, it was really a heartbreaking video to watch. And uh, I'll be interested to see how this goes forward, if, if this affects, I don't know. It was really wonder, sad. It was really sad. I wonder if they're going to pull like a 1970s or 80s sitcom where they just replace the character and never talk about why the actor is different. Basically, that is what <laughs> happened because they have recast the character of the ranger. <laughs> yeah, the original guy who was the ranger in uh, Red Star, I believe, was the name of the, uh, the project that had the ranger in it. 
they had made like a custom costume to his measurements, you know, the ranger armor, it was so cool. And they have recast that guy, so. Nice, real nice. We'll see how that goes. If it goes, okay. I hope so too, and I wish the best, you know, best of luck to the creators of uh, of Nuka Break and uh, in their future endeavors. So, Rick, um, are you, are you going to be playing some cool Fallout 4 mods on your PS4? I already do. I have uh, the 7.62mm pistol, got a whole bunch of weather mods <laughs> that do really awesome rain, and snow, and fog, and storms, and retextured stuff. I'm not kidding, I have all this. And then I have like an AK-47 mod, and the advanced gun mod, and armor mods, and yeah, I have a ton of stuff. Why? Uh, because nobody on the PS4 is going to be able to enjoy those lovely mods. Right. Isn't, isn't that sad? <laughs> that does suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, it's so guys. so awful. I, I can't believe... I would have thought that if anybody were to cut mod support, it would have been Xbox. Because Microsoft seems to be like, you know... Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> I think that pre... Um, I don't know. I think Microsoft from a couple of years ago would never have, have allowed mods to happen on Xbox, but here they are now, so. Anyway, I'm going to read you the whole of the statement from September the 9th uh, that was made by Bethesda. This is the, uh, the post that Bethesda put up uh, with their announcement. After months of discussion with Sony, we regret to say that while we have long been ready to offer mod support on PlayStation 4, Sony has informed us that they will not approve user mods the way they should work where users can do anything they want for either Fallout 4 or Skyrim Special Edition. Like you, we are disappointed by Sony's decision given the, given the considerable time and effort we have put into this project, and the amount of time our fans have waited for mod support to arrive. We consider this an important initiative, and we hope to find other ways user mods can be available for our PlayStation audience. However, until Sony will allow, to offer, allow us to offer proper mod support for PS4, that content for Fallout 4 and Skyrim on PlayStation 4 will not be available. We will provide an update if and when the situation changes. So, let's, hope it, let's hope it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, mods are so big on, on Bethesda games. Some. And the fact that they were announcing mod support on Xbox and PlayStation was, like, you know, revolutionary in some shape or form. And uh, I thought it was amazing, and I thought it was just this, like, awesome, you know, merge between console and PC, and, uh, yeah, and PlayStation mm -hmm. just dropped the ball. I, I feel like they made a bad call. I think it's a bad call as well. It really, I know in the beginning we thought that it was technical limitations that were preventing this from happening. Maybe that sound issue that they had mentioned about the Sony's proprietary sound. But it does sound in this statement as though it is the uh, the user created, you know, unfettered um, access that they don't want to give. It really sounds like they want to police what goes up um, to be available. And I'm not sure I can blame them for that. But if Bethesda won't capitulate, then then it's just not going to happen. So. Yeah. Um... I think I'm still going to get a PlayStation 4 regardless because I play Fallout on the PC, so it's not mm -hmm. like a point. Yeah. Um, but there are a few things that are coming out on the PlayStation that I want, so it's kind of like, it's a bummer in that aspect, but at the same time, they still put out good stuff. And uh, on a side note, there was a game that did get mod support. Yes. A game that just thrives on, on its mods. It's just <laughs> such such an important thing yeah farming simulator farming simulator is getting mod support on the playstation and i'm sure it's structured different <laughs> and it just it, I, I think it was announced around the same time bethesda was told no mm -hmm. it was like the same day <laughs> so like really bad timing <laughs> the same day yeah so i do i do think though that that is a, a good sign that they're uh, sort of allowing mods on the platform at least so that maybe in the future, you know, things can turn around. But I am guessing that for Farming Simulator, um, the mods are probably quite a bit tamer. 
and uh, <laughs> it would probably be a lot easier to uh to sort of police that situation um interesting very interesting i don't know yeah i um you know somebody in the chat room had mentioned that sony did get hacked not too long ago uh and the idea of somebody uploading any mods that they want that they created personally without maybe getting screened or official or whatever mm -hmm. uh, that maybe that had maybe they have some reservation that I hope they can get past um I wish Sony wouldn't have just outright said no I wish they would have just kept pushing it off or saying like it's just on hold for now or something but yeah we we shall see as time goes on what happens I with can't this little help but wonder if they shouldn't have, wonder, have wonder uh, maybe not announced that this was a thing that was going to happen until they had it nailed down. But but that wouldn't be Bethesda's way. Yeah. I mean, Bethesda likes to say, we're doing this thing, and then give it, and then we're like, it doesn't do the thing, and then they're like, well, we'll fix the thing, and then they fix the thing. Yeah. I don't know, Rick. I really feel like maybe they, because they had to know, they had to know that this was not... 100% nailed down. I feel like maybe they should have waited until it was closer to certain before they really talked about it. Yeah. Um, Cap Captain Bones in the chat room says they haven't closed the, the door on it yet. And I, I don't think they have closed the door on it yet. Um, and, and he's right. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I wish the best of luck um, to Sony folks. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I do wonder if... Uh, Bethesda sometimes tends to kind of burn some bridges, so I hope no bridges have been burned here. Yeah. So our next news item, moving on from from the mods, is the, I've titled it, The Slight Grin Heard Around the World. And I wanted to give a shout out to Ben on this, who was the first one who sent me this interview article. Several people did send it to me. Pete Hines recently did an interview with Game Central. In case you've been cryogenically frozen for 200 years, Pete Hines is the vice president of PR and marketing for Bethesda. He's the public face of the company. After some chat about the successes of Fallout 4 and the shorter release hype cycles for the gaming industry and several other topics, the interviewer asked about the Fallout New Orleans trademark snafu. And Hines replied, we don't comment on trademarks and rumors. Then the guy asked whether they would consider working with external developers again on Fallout or another important franchise. Hines replied that they're using an external developer for Quake, and that's an important franchise. And the interviewer said, But New Vegas was something different. The dev must have had quite close access to your own internal studios and tech. Would you ever do something like that again? Because I think that everyone felt that New Vegas turned out pretty well. Hines' reply was, I don't know. We'll have to see. Slight grin. <laughs> um, man, uh, I don't know. What do you think about all this? I think that this was blown so out of proportion. Probably. The internet seemed to just take this, this slight grin comment and just run with it. And, I, I you know, they weren't... <laughs> They weren't describing his facial expressions through the whole interview. I'm sure he grinned at several other points during the interview. He's a polite guy. <laughs> yeah. I swear, with media interviews now, we're going to have to go all uh, Elcor. <laughs> Slight grin. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Confusedly. I don't know. Like, I swear. I, just, I don't know. Um... With excitement. I hope <laughs> it means we get another fallout. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I think there's a lot of irony set up in these um, Louisiana rumors. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, um, the Obsidian tweet, I think, two years ago or a year ago, where they were doing uh, location scouting in Louisiana and posted, like, maps or something from Louisiana, uh, mixed with... Uh, uh, Josh Sawyer's flub on our on our show that was just a general Freudian slip, not an actual like yeah. moment. Um, I, I think it's just gotten a little too out of hand, and I really don't think we're going to be seeing a new Fallout or a Fallout point five um, in for a long time. I agree with you, Rick. 
I think that this just got blown so out of proportion and we should let Pete Hines smile whenever he wants and not turn it into a thing. Poor guy. Yeah. So, unfortunately, guys, I'm sorry. Really don't think there's anything coming down the pipeline. And we're pretty good at predicting stuff. Yeah. So. And, like, nobody wants to be wrong more than we do, but I don't oh, think yeah. we are. I'd love a Fallout New New Vegas or a Fallout New New York or something. I mean, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Be so great. Well, anyways, moving along. Um, here's a, a bit of news. If you have maybe held off on buying Fallout 4, physical copies of the PC version of Fallout 4 are currently on sale for under $20 on Amazon. I don't know how long this will last, but that is an incredible deal for yeah, an incredible game. So, recommend. Is um, that just for the base game or...? Just for the base game, yeah. It's 18 or $19. I forget how much it was. 18 or 19 and change. And uh, so maybe if you are primarily a, a PS4 gamer and you would like to mod, you could get yourself a second, <laughs> second copy for the PC. Do some modding. And in other news, episode two of Fallout Revelation web series is out. You can check that out at Mechanical Cake TV on YouTube. Awesome. And finally, Golden Joystick nominations. Fallout 4 was nominated for Game of the Year and Bethesda for Studio of the Year. You wow. can cast your vote in the Golden Joysticks at GamesRadar.com. Wow, I didn't think... Huh, I guess Fallout made more of a splash than I thought. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to type and I can't type and talk at the same time. So, um, what you typing about there, Rick? I am just failing. I'm trying to explain to someone in the chat room my new New York thing. Well, why don't you just explain to all of us here? That's true. I was Instead just of passing notes. I was just... <laughs> I was just trying to keep... It was a Futurama reference. Oh, uh, okay. anyway, Thank you, Rick. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's just much easier to do it that way. Uh, but yeah, is that it for the news? That's it. I'm going to play the gameplay thing. I'll do the gameplay thing. So, um, all right. I didn't get a lot of time to play Fallout since Nuka World came out. I think I've played... Nuka World, maybe a total of like two hours, two and a half hours, something like that. Not very much. So tonight's not necessarily a spoiler cast. Although me and Shalene are being very candid. Is candid the right word? I yes. think candid is the right word. We're being very candid about what we're saying because we really haven't done enough to spoil anything. So here we go. Um, I started Nuka World. Yay! And I got to the theme park, which was really, it was a really cool journey how they set that up. The gauntlet was pretty simple until I decided to run when I missed a tripwire. Or I shouldn't say I missed it, I hit it. Uh, and then I ran, and then I died. So, yeah, that was that. Um, and then I got in, and I killed the bad guy and became the boss. And I don't know exactly how I feel about this whole situation of just kind of trying to keep the peace among raiders, because it's kind of counterintuitive. And I was kind of walking around, and I got the quest started where you have an option to kill everyone. <laughs> what do you think I picked? I was in the, let's see, the, info, no, so there's the operators, the pack, and the, what was disciples. the Disciples. The disciples. I walked into the disciples' headquarters and started looking around, and it was just one giant torture pit. Um... And it was very disturbing. And then I found Dixie's hollow tapes. And then I pulled out my gun. Mm -hmm. And 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 laid and laid waste <laughs> uh, to everyone. So it was it it was it was kind of funny because the second you start shooting one of them, they all turn on you from all three. It's not like one pack is against the other. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that changes. Um, maybe that changes if you build your loyalty up with one then you know one raider group then over the other but I, I i just decided to kill them all because i i didn't meet any one of those raiders that i genuinely liked they were all terrifying and terrible and out for their own gain and they kept everyone you know un, like under lock and key when i was in the disciples headquarters 
I hadn't thought, I wonder if these, you know, Bethesda concept artists ever give themselves nightmares. And I thought I'm going to have to call Jonah Loeb and ask. Oh my gosh, the Disciples right? headquarters was disgusting. Like, it, it was much more gory than I had expected or seen in this game. Um, so, yeah, it, it was... Uh, yeah, it was just it was a slaughter fest. So I took out the disciples, and that was actually pretty tough because the armor that I w- was wearing wasn't very good. And I had the uh, 7.62 rifle. I forget what they call that in the game, actually. But I have the the special one, the, the Punisher, I think is called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the modded. Uh, it's a mod. It's an M14. And then I'm using that that pistol or the 7.62 uh, pistol mod. Um, I'm using those three weapons, and I eventually took everyone out and I have Preston Garvey with me because I thought if he was with me I would able I would be able to do like different options but I wasn't um so after <laughs> after I took out the disciples I fast traveled back to the castle and got in my uh X01 armor and did I say that right yeah I've, I it's been so long since I played the game I forget all the references so I got in my X01 armor and I fast traveled back and initially <laughs> you'll enjoy this cuz everyone loves Raider Radio as I started killing everyone, I turned on Raider Radio, and all of a sudden I hear him come on and go, So our new boss has just decided to go and start killing everyone, and I don't know about you, but I'm out of here. You can go fight him if you want, but I'm done. Consider this the official ending of Raider Radio forever! And then it clicks off and goes silent. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's great. So I got my XO power armor and turned on Freedom Radio as I killed everyone. <laughs> To the sound of America. <laughs> it was amazing. And this was the uh, this was my um, uh, Minuteman playthrough, too. So not only was it true to the character, because I think that was mostly it for me. This guy was the general of the Minuteman, and here he is trying to, like, build up a raiding party. Like, it was kind of mm-hmm. just counterintuitive to the, the role play of the, of the character. But it was so much fun just to, like, kill everyone. And I told Preston Garvey to get into power armor three different times, and I watched him get into it. And then every time I would fast travel back to Nuka World, he would be out of his power armor. It was super frustrating. Um, and yes, uh, well, I should say, no, no cats were harmed in the making of a free world, Nuka World. Uh, however, a antelope, a gorilla, and a few dogs were. A gorilla, Rick? It was red. Gorilla? The bar was red. The bar was red. Reminded me of Harambe. But that's just besides the point. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> um, Vendertron says he likes the story of how he got his name. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Who? Wait, what? Red Eye. The story of how he got his name. He tells multiple stories of how he got his name. Oh, I didn't, I didn't listen to him enough. <laughs> I didn't listen to him enough. I did listen to him because I was curious to see if he would say anything about me killing like one of the groups. But mm-hmm. he was just frustrated that I killed any of them. Um, and that's where I ended. Basically freed Nuka World, and I don't know what's next. So I did create a Raider character that I have to kind of level up to get to Nuka World, and then um, it'll be more interesting to kind of enjoy Nuka World as they built it to be. It's mm-hmm. just the character that I had at the moment, this just didn't fit his ML, so I had to take them all out. But that was what I did, and I'm going to be playing more tonight, um, more, more Fallout, because I, I, miss, I miss playing Fallout. That's so yeah, cool. that was my week, two weeks in game. What'd you do? I've just been playing so much Nuka World, Rick, all the time, playing Nuka World. And I actually haven't really done the quest line at all. I'm just exploring the areas and reading terminals, finding hidden cappies and uh, searching for collectibles. It's been really fun. Um, I've very much enjoyed that. Um, but let's, uh, I've also been playing a ton of Fallout Shelter. Oh, yeah? I'm so addicted to Fallout Shelter again, Rick. Wow. I'm addicted to the new quest system. Um, They're really well-written little quests, and you wouldn't think that they would be, you know? You would think that it was just not a big deal. But -hmm. these little quests are really good. And they give you sometimes additional objectives, like having to wear certain clothes or carry certain weapons. That has you written all over it. They sent me to spy on a raider camp. So I dressed up my little guys in little raider outfits. And then it gives you dialogue options and you can be like, yeah, we're here to spy on you guys. <laughs> or you can be like, 
um, we're the baddest raiders out here. <laughs> and you try to blend in with them. It's so awesome. funny. I love it. That is awesome. And they're doing this weekly quest called Lose Your Head, and it's the best thing ever. Who knew raiders were so into Fallout lore? You go to this place, and these raiders are there, and they give you basically a quiz show on Fallout lore. The last one that I did was all about Moira Brown. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's really cool. I love it. And I know there are a lot of people that haven't played the base Fallout games that just play Fallout Shelter, and I wonder, like, how well do they do on these quests? Uh, probably, probably with Google's well. help yeah. pretty well. Um, and there was a cool Labor Day quest. I had fun doing that. And I just, I've completely ignored vault management. Um, it's, it's a whole different game for me now. It's just about questing and collecting. Uh, I'm trying to collect all of the different weapons and armors and, uh, and characters and stuff. And that's been a lot of fun. So last week you were on vacation, Rick. Mm -hmm. And I did a stream of Vault 1080, that mod. And the stream was kind of a trash fire. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> it didn't go well. It was fun, but the stream was bad. But I did want to just comment on that mod a little bit. It's very cool. And the, uh, I'm sorry, I leaned into the, to the microphone. They're commenting on that I, I got louder. It was, I got louder. It was, it's not an audio issue. That was an enthusiasm issue. My bad. Proximity, <laughs> proximity is a thing. But, um, it's very cool. I do recommend the Vault 1080 mod. But back to Nuka World, um, I'm just exploring and collecting and gathering, and I just I wrote down some random thoughts that I wanted to share with you guys. I think that place must smell awful. Nuka World, it must smell really bad. There's just corpses everywhere, just like on sticks and in piles, and I just, uh, I don't understand how they live like that. I really don't. I don't understand how they live like that. It's very bad. Probably and, get used uh, to it? Hmm? Probably get used to it? Can you really get used to the smell of decaying corpses? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Nuka Cade. The Nuka Cade is a bit of a disappointment. I am, yeah. I am really sad about the Nuka Cade. I thought I would be spending a lot of time in there playing skee-ball to try and earn tickets because I thought there was going to be like a, like a grand prize, you know, that you could win with the tickets that would be like a unique weapon or unique armor or maybe like a giant teddy bear or something that you would have to earn a lot of tickets for. But they, they just, they change all the time, the prizes, and it's never anything that's really special, you know? Yeah. It's just random armor bits and stuff, and that was really disappointing. Random so, armor bits. Yeah, I always a really buckle. Can. Basically. <laughs> Basically. It may as well be a buckle for as much as I'm interested in it. <laughs> just a buckle to a piece of leather. There is so much to do in Nuka World that I've actually got a, a physical to-do list outside of the <laughs> <laughs> the Pit Boy Quest lock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping a list of stuff I need to go back and do after I get the uh, the uh, the power back on and stuff. But I wanted to be sure and tell you guys, don't neglect the area outside the walls of Nuka World. There is a ton of stuff to do out there. Wow. There are locations and characters and some really, really splendid things to do out there. So be sure and don't spend all your time inside the walls of Nuka World. Go outside, too. It's very cool. And I, side note, I think my Fallout 4 disc might be dying. Yeah, uh, almost every time I have to pull the disc out and put it back in to, uh, to play the game. So that's pretty sad. That's no good. No, no good at all. Uh, have you hung out much with Porter Gage? The new camp, new companion. No, I don't know actually where he's at now. Uh, he's in your cool swanky house at the Fizz Top Grill. He wasn't there after I killed everyone, and I don't think I killed him. I don't know. There was a lot of shooting. Oh right, you killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Then probably Porter Gage will not hang out with you. 
Pro- probably not. <laughs> if you killed all the raiders. Well, you're not uh, you're not missing out on much because Gage is Dollsville. Oh. I'm so bored with Porter Gage. He's just uh, he's he's a boring guy. And there's nothing wrong with his eye. He's got a perfectly good eye under the eye patch. Perfectly good eye. Sounds about right. And he hates Silver Shroud dialogue options, and he hates Camus. Uh, so what kind of raider is he? I mean... A clean raider? I don't know, but he judges me. Like, I'll take a chem, and I'm like, this is this is the Raider Disneyland. Raider Disneyland. You know? And I take chem, and I'm getting judged, because, you know, that stuff's not good for you. <laughs> hmm. I'm like, really, Gage? Now you're my mom. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Gage. I think he's kind of a boring guy. Um, I did want to say, I saw on Twitter yesterday, um, I follow this lady on Twitter. Um, her tag is Healer Mom, I think. She's currently building a mod that lets you choose the genders of the, uh, of the companions. It lets you change them to female. And her model for Lady Gage looks so much better than actual Gage. (laughs) I saw this. I did see that. It's amazing. It looks so good. And she's kept them pretty close to their actual, you know, how they actually look. It, and it's, I think it's a cool idea for a gender swap. So I will definitely let you guys know when that mod comes out because I'm looking forward to it. I'm absolutely swapping Gage for, for Lady Gage. I hope the voices don't change. Uh, <laughs> I think she's planning on voicing the female versions herself. Yeah. I just thought it'd be really cool. To feel it like would be like, funny. I, engage. I forget how he sounds. So. It would be funny. Kind of Fallout 4 fitting. Um, did you ever meet Cito? I ha- no. I haven't done anything. You haven't I'm done sorry. anything about Cito? <laughs> no, I got there, found the hollow tapes, and killed everyone, and then I haven't talked to anyone. Okay. I love Cito. Cito is the strapping guy from the uh from the trailer, right? Remember, I, I, they were picking on me because I was like, that is a strapping fellow with the stick. The one with the stick. Um, okay. Well, the guy in the loincloth from the trailer, his name is oh! Cito. I remember. And he's the best part of Nuka World so far. And you can actually have him as a temporary companion. He, um, he looks like Cal Drogo. He talks like Tarzan. And why couldn't he have been the companion for this for this thing? Why did it have to be Gage? It should have been Cito. I love Cito. He's the best. I mean, how awesome is this guy? He's been in there fighting these Deathclaw alligators with a chunk of cement on a stick, basically. And they're really tough, these, these Deathclaw alligators. They're really tough. And he's been fighting them with a chunk of cement on a stick. And, um... Yeah, I, I just, I love Cito. I wish that he could be the permanent companion. I think the pie machines are rigged. There's a bunch of perfectly preserved pie machines. I think yeah. they're rigged because they seem to just give up the pie very easily. And I think that cheapens the perfect holy pie. <laughs> well, the OG perfect pies are harder to get. Yeah, kids today will never know the struggle of the perfectly preserved pie. Or finding that one in the uh, Edematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the the robot one, Automatron. I don't know. I really, I'm really digging Nuka World. It's been so much fun, and I just like. Uh, I had a moment the other day where I just was like, I love video games. I love video games. Um, I drank a can of Coke out of the trash in a uh, theme park public bathroom, and that was a good thing, you know. That was a good thing. Because video games. Because video games. <laughs> I love video games. And we already talked a lot about Red Eye. I really love Red Eye. And does anybody know who's voiced Red Eye? Um, I'm just asking you out there in internet land. If you know who's the voice of Red Eye, please let me know. I've been trying to find it on the internet. I can't find it. Uh, he kind of sounds to me like the guy that does the, uh, oh, what's it called? The uh, Keeg's Quest podcast, maybe? I don't know. It's probably not him. But if anybody knows who's voicing Red Eye, please let me know, because I'm curious. And I guess that's all I had for gameplay this week. I guess that was quite enough. That was talked for a long time. No, no, that's awesome. Um, 
that uh that's awesome i really need to play this dlc more it, there's just so, so much good. i'm sure so good just yeah so I'm, I'm gonna be hitting that up tonight um but yeah so we gave a challenge two weeks ago and that was vacation photos uh just take a photo with your favorite npc in like a vacation spot and we got a couple uh we got a couple people that did in fact we had a bunch of them so let me try and bring the slideshow up go ahead all right slideshow uh this one came from archin um, he said, I had a little trouble getting the shot I wanted, but I ran into a new friend, Isaac Frederick Lote. Hmm. And yeah. <laughs> oh, those go-karts, by the way, did not do the damage I thought they would do. Yeah, but the guy does make fun of you when they hit you. He does. So I, 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 get, I dig it. So this is for our audio folks. I'm sorry. It's a ghoul with oh. no legs floating in midair. Oh, I didn't realize it was floating. <laughs> yeah, he's got no legs. Oh. <laughs> and our next one here is from Real Big Kong. This is my Gotham City, it says. and uh, That's pretty freaking brilliant. He's dressed uh, in nothing, actually, just his tidy whities and he's got Joker face paint on. <laughs> That's amazing. And here we have um, unofficial third host Vendertron. Oh, with his brother, I see. <laughs> At the Dry Rock Gulch, Sheriff Eagle, I believe. That's a really cool screenshot, actually. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, this <laughs> one's mine. <laughs> this is me and Gage hanging out uh, in Caleb Bradburton's office. Gage looking all boring. Yeah, in his hat. Um, I did put a hat on him to make him less boring. It didn't work. <laughs> he loves me, though. He he loves lock picking, and I like picking locks. So, like, he follows me around now uh, that I've got his, uh, his perk and stuff. Mm. And he says, like, I'd do anything for you, boss. I mean that. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Uh, that is a little creepy. This one uh, is listener Alexandra, and uh, she didn't have uh, access to her PS4, so she's actually taken a real-life IRL selfie underneath the Fallout Shelter sign. That's pretty awesome. This one is Heather, um, hanging out with this lady, I forget her name, Phyllis. Phyllis. Oh, right. <laughs> I know Phyllis. Right. Grumpy grumpy old thing she is. Poor Phyllis. Heather's character looks really cool, though, with the synth armor. She looks very, like, uh, you don't want to cross her. Like, highly intelligent, yet very good with a pistol. Mm-hmm, indeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Creeper Trent says, it took me about five seconds to darken this up. Yeah, Thanks for the yeah. Colonel Sanders idea, Rick McVick. Did I say something about that? Apparently. I guess so. Um, I, I have a tendency to forget things. Well, you know, Rick, um, I do too when people bring up stuff that we've said on the podcasts. Because that was, you know, for us it was a long time ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. But his vacation photo is here with his cryogenically frozen um, deceased spouse. Wow. I was surprised on how not dark all these were until now. <laughs> right? And this one was from um, Serok42 on Twitter. He said, Nuka World was pretty weird. Yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool photo. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, his character is a lady in the... Uh, um, uh, the Adam Katz. Right, the, like the, the dress. Katz? It's not an Adam Katz specific. A couple members of the Adam Katz wear it. Mm. Also, Ellie wears it, Nick Valentine's secretary. I, ah. I can't remember what this is called. You would know more than I would. And he has cool red hair standing next to one of the uh, You Must Be This Tall to Ride signs. Pretty neat. That's awesome. This one is ah. from Captain Jelly 6. I know where he's at. Yeah, it's the altar... With all of the creepy, the skull with the hands and stuff. 
very Actually, cute. now now I'm not quite sure. That's in the graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. The graveyard. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. I forget where the graveyard is, but it is the graveyard. It's uh, the graveyard is like south southwest of uh, where you start, kind of in the middle of the world. There. Oh, Correct. it's right across the way from uh, that elderly home. I'm losing all the names. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, that's impressive. I love this. Oh, um, Captain Bones. Captain Bones does the best work on his challenge entries. I really like his every week. Keep sending them in. I appreciate them. That's awesome. He made his look like an old-timey um, sort of vacation postcard photo um, with Piper. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. That's really cool. And this one. <laughs> Anonymous Anubis. Then I find this in my hotel shower. Best vacation ever. That's amazing. He's posed with a skeleton in the shower. Um, he's wearing his uh, Children of Adam Far Harbor armor. Looking pretty cool. Ah, uh, the puns I could say. That's amazing. This one's oh. <laughs> Gerfuffles in the fun house. Getting all MC Escher. Mm -hmm. This reminded me of that scene in Labyrinth when the baby's like crawling on the ceiling and stuff. I've never seen that movie. What? Yep. Wow. Yep. You know, you know what other movie I've never seen that a lot of people get that same reaction for is uh, Never Ending Story. Also good, but you have to watch Labyrinth. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's so good. And this one <laughs> was submitted via email. Um, can you check on the notes and see the name of the person? Yes, I can. I certainly can. That would be that would be Ryan Heatman sent that via email. It's his first entry. Yes, thank you for submitting, Ryan. It's a picture of himself and Curie chilling on the couch contemplating retirement. His character looks like he's really not wanting to be in her presence, though. Yeah. <laughs> just look forward, just ignore, she'll go away. <laughs> Maybe she nags, I don't know. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our slideshow. Thanks, everybody, for submitting. That was a ton of fun. That was cool. So we have a next, we have next week's challenge all planned up, and that was from uh, Alexandra, actually. Her idea, go bowling wherever you would like to. Uh, party attire requested, a bowler hat. Yeah, we, we added bowl, a bowler hat. Bowl. You should be bowling while you're bowling. Absolutely. I love so, yeah. the bowler hats. They're probably my favorite hat of Fallout 4. <laughs> of course they would be. Um, it has nothing to do with Ruby, right? Hmm, no. No, that's <laughs> not my reason of, of liking the bowler hat most. Um, but yeah, so that's next week's challenge. Send us a photo of you bowling wherever you'd so choose wearing a bowler hat. And you can send that to hashtag FOTR challenge. Also, we have new entries on the pit board if you would like to announce that. Mm. We've added the Nuka Cade games to the pit board. And we ah, have an entry cool. from Real Big Kong. 6,100 in the shooting gallery. And that was real good. I was impressed. Until Joseph Tao's entry came in. And uh, do you want to read us Joseph's scores? So, uh, Joseph Tao, being the underachiever he is, uh, got 3,800 points on the Atomic Rollers, 12,300 on the Bandit Roundup, the Hoop Shot he got 4,200 on, the Nuka Zappa Race, 2,900, and Wakakami, 1,600 points. So, I believe he's currently leading everything. Yes, all <laughs> of the Nuka Cade scores. So... Uh... If anybody thinks they can knock him off, please uh, send us your screenshots. We'll get him next week. I am terrible at carny games to begin with. I would be awful at these. I'm okay at them in IRL, but in, in Fallout, not so much. Did you ever play the one carnival game that you have to shoot the red star out of the center of the paper with the automatic BB gun? I guess not. Oh, I always love doing that one. You just, you just get like an air-powered automatic Tommy gun full of BBs. <laughs> and you've got like 100 BBs to shoot this red star. Center. You have to get it clean out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. 
I was always good at the throwing ones, you know. The, like uh, knocking down the cans? Yeah, knocking down cans and uh, the ones with rings. Um, I can actually be um, pretty good at those. Pretty good like at those. the bottle top ring thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I pretty good at ring toss. Those. I hate those games. <laughs> and I'm like amazing at beanbag toss. Yeah, unbeatable. <laughs> beanbag toss. Beanbag Plinko. toss champion. Planko was my jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, moving right along, we're going to go right into lore. And Shaleen, um apparently is very excited for this one. Uh, she was commenting on it earlier, just by how creepy it all is, I think. So I'm really curious to see how this goes. Today we're going to talk about the Church of Hubology. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Hubology was founded before the Great War by Dick Hubble, also known as The Hub. Hubble was an author in the pre-war world. He felt that the government, religion, and medicine were all failing the people. And inspired by music and his own experience with the extraterrestrial Zetans, he founded his own religion. He described the great wheel of life, and he was the hub of that wheel, charged by the Star Father with taking his followers to Quetzal. Sounds legit, right? Sounds perfectly legit. He invented Quetzal? <laughs> Quetzal. I believe that's a, a Mayan thing, right? Uh, it's got to be some kind of a play on like Quetzalcoatl. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Which kind of like breaks my mouth to say. like. <laughs> <laughs> he invented a zeta ray emitter that allowed them to cleanse their brains of neurodynes. Before the Great War, Hubology had many critics who deemed them quacks. Hubologists responded by infiltrating organizations that opposed them and creating television shows to expose government lies. Hubology survived the Great Deluge, which proved to them that Hubble's teachings were valid. Hubble's writings are treated as holy, from his science fiction to his grocery lists. They have a creation myth. Hubology posits that all creatures lived in peace and harmony, and had advanced technology unimaginable to people living today. Then the dark days came, and Thrakazog the Pothole came, and with him a separation of body and spirit and war. The Great Wheel nearly broke, and new life spread, but this new life was polluted with hate, misunderstanding, and negativity. Then the hub arrived to cleanse the soul pieces from humanity. That all sounds like uh, totally sensible, right? All they would have to do is listen to the Journey song, Wheel in the Sky, and they would know the great wheel would keep on turning. (laughs) The philosophy of Hubology. Hubology teaches that life exists on the great wheel, and Dick the Hub Hubble rests in the center of the wheel. Hubologists are positioned on the spokes, and non-adherents are the rim, ground beneath the wheel's turnings. The existence of extraterrestrial life is important to Hubology's beliefs. Every currently known chapter of Hubologists is attempting to repair pre-war spacecraft to leave Earth and join the Star Father on the planet Quetzal. Hmm. They will throw off the shackles on their minds, achieving godhood, and return to Earth to end the Neurodyne scourge for everyone. Hubologists believe in neurodynes, which are similar to chakras of some of the Eastern religions in their, uh, in their theory. Neurodynes are psychic remnants of people who died during the Great War. They can be destroyed through alignment, introduction of zeta radiation into the subject's brain. And I have done this in Fallout 4. That's a thing you can do is, is be aligned. <laughs> There's an alignment chair. And Sounds I did safe. It. It, it was. It was totally safe. I felt really refreshed. <laughs> Since you're... Since <laughs> Those who undergo alignment are known as AHS, or Aligned Hub Seeker. There are nine levels of AHS that a hubologist can achieve. Hubology appears to be a parody of the Church of Scientology and its creator, L. Ron Hubbard, sharing many similarities. Appearing first in Fallout 2... Hubology resurfaces in Nuka World, led by Dara Hubble, a descendant of Dick. <laughs> Don't snicker. That, that, that's everyone. Don't snicker, Rick. You had to go there, huh? You had to go there. <laughs> Always the low-hanging fruit with you. 
you you just did it there right there too. So good job. What's our weapon of the week, Rick? The Hub's alien blaster. Not to be confused with the. Anyway, uh, Hub's alien blaster is her reward for the quest trip to the stars in Fallout 4's Nuka World. These guys would have gotten along really well, with Jason Bright. That's for sure. Uh, given by Dara Hubble, descendant of Hubology's founder Dick Hubble. According to Dara, the weapon belonged to, to Dick and was passed down through the generations. It's nearly identical to the standard alien blaster, but is more powerful and has a longer range. In addition to filling the critical meter 15 times faster, critical shots do double damage. It can be modified to use fusion cells when alien blaster rounds have been exhausted, much like the stock alien blaster. Um, some of the stuff that you were saying about these guys, um, how they try to rebuild pre-war tech to fly off or something like that um, mm -hmm. made me think of, I wonder what would have happened if they would have found the downed saucer in the capital wasteland. Oh, wow. That would have blown their minds. And if one of them was on the, uh, um, in the spaceship in Mothership Zeta, mm -hmm. like that would have blown their minds too. That would have like, been so cool. Like... And then that would have made you question whether or not they had a point to their whole jam. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were right. The Zetans are out there. They yeah. exist. So that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the Zetans were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows, guys? We might be laughing at the people who are right in this world. Exactly. They uh, will be laughing last. That's true. When they come back for our neurotoxins. What are they? The neurodynes. Neurodynes. Um, so, yeah, that's the weapon of the week, the Hub Alien Blaster. Mm -hmm. um, have you used this gun or do you have it, Shane? I do have the gun. I haven't used it yet. Um, it's a real fun quest to do it. Um, Captain Bones says, did you love this quest line, Shalene? Yes, I did. I really did. It was the uh, one of the few quests that I have done in Nuka World, and it was quite fun to do. I was not happy with the outcome, though. I'm not going to say what, what happened at the ending, but it made me sad. So I was not a fan of the ending. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to getting this either way when I finally get into Nuka World with my Raider character. You're going to get some real laughs out of this quest. I actually think I'm not even going to play Nuka World anymore with my um, current character, my Minuteman character, mm -hmm. because I feel like the whole point of this DLC is to, to work with the Raiders. Yeah. I think so, it'll have a lot more fun if you're, if you're playing with them. So I'm going to boot up my Raider character tonight and get to Raiden. Uh, so, yeah, let's go into our emails. And uh, do you want to take the first or second one? Either one. Doesn't matter. You pick. Fine. I'll take the first one. Um, hey, guys, just wanted to say I'm enjoying the show a lot. I listen every day, including re-listening. Haha. <laughs> Easily one of my top podcasts. Anyway, you guys are great, and I'm hoping you guys keep going long after Fallout is fading for some. I'll be here with my Nuka-Cola and Pip-Boy tuned to follow OTR every week, looking forward to Rick's mischief and Shaleen's constant search for clothes and chems. He has this pretty well pegged. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to watch the next episode live and be a part of this infamous chat room. Are yes, you here? I, huh? Are you here, letter writer? Young fella. It's young fella. So, I don't know. Um, P.S. I still love the original intro to the show, especially the ads. Brooms. Last word, Shaleen. So your stochastic option vault dweller, young fella. Thank you so much for writing us. Um, we are definitely going to be keeping the show going far after Fallout 4 fades from the limelight and uh, everyone forgets Fallout's existence uh, in lieu of new Bethesda content or any games, <clears throat> Battlefield 1. And we actually were just talking before the show about all the stuff that we are planning on doing and um, stuff that we want to do in the future because we really don't want to stop. We're actually kind of excited for all the hype to kind of go away, to kind of unbridle us from some responsibility that we had to make sure that we were covering. I mean, like Let's Plays, for instance. That's one of the biggest things that me and Shaleen really like doing, but there were just a few people that really didn't like it that kind of deterred us a little bit. And we're looking forward to doing more of that and companion series and quests Questline series, because I think we really only did the Dark Heart of Black Hall. Yeah, and Riley's Rangers, we did. That's right. We, no, well, the podcast surfaced, but the video was trash. Yeah. Uh, including the amazing glitch at the end. <laughs> Such an amazing glitch. Oh, gosh, you guys should have been there for that. Um, no, so we totally will be going as far as, far as we can possibly take it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so no worries. We're not going anywhere. 
And it would, maybe once I'm done school, I'll bring back the original intros. <laughs> that was just a lot of work. They were good, though. I really liked the uh, the old-timey radio guy. Yeah. Brooms? Really? Um, so I, I, I want to do it. Uh, the brooms was great. I forgot about that until he mentioned it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We would definitely be keep going. It was good. Shall I read our next email? Definitely. I just wanted to let you know I love the show so much. I was wondering what your thoughts were on remaking Fallout 1 and 2 for current consoles. I know there are no rumors going around, and a lot of fans have not played the original games. I personally would love to play these games with a controller. Maybe it could still play the same, just with the slightly improved textures? If it was released, I could see it being a very popular Xbox arcade title. What do you think? Is this something that you both think could happen? Sincerely, Gabriel Zero. What do you think, Chilling? I think it would be cool. Um, they're still totally playable as they are. Um, I don't think they would play well on a console as they are. But I think it would be cool to see um, Fallout 1 and 2 remade um, sort of in the in the current modern engines. And that's probably a tool for a, a, a task for modders, you know? I'd like to see a mod that brought these storylines into uh, into sort of a, into the current engines, and we could play it first person. That would be neat. That would be really cool. A but I, I, I don't think it would ever happen, and I don't think we'll ever see these ported to consoles. I don't think so either. Um, I'll tell you what game I would really like to see brought to a, a new mobile device is the uh, Oblivion mobile game. <laughs> If you guys remember that, um, I would really like to see that put to a new device because I really want to play it, kind of. But as far as these games, I don't think they're going to get remade. Yeah, I don't either. So, yep, that's it for our emails. Anything else you want to put on on the end of that one? Mm, Yeah, I got a couple of announcements. Okay, let's announce away. Okay, I was on an episode of Unjustly Maligned with Anthony Johnston. And that was really cool. It's a, a podcast that takes sort of some unpopular things, and uh, you just sort of talk about why you like something unpopular. And my topic was Bioshock 2, which is my favorite of the Bioshocks. And it was really fun going on there. Anthony's a great guy. It was cool meeting him. That's awesome. So check out Unjustly Maligned Podcast. Cool. Also, we have voice actress Jan Johns on next week's episode. Uh, please send some questions and uh, make her feel welcome to the show. Yep, I'm excited for this. Uh, I like voice actors. They're great. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, and after we finish that recording, I'm leaving town for the weekend, so uh, the audio is going to be a little bit late. Yeah the, iTunes, yeah, the iTunes podcast will probably get put up on Monday or Tuesday, depending on when she gets back and when that gets loaded into uh, the drives for me to use. But... Other than that, you could always watch the show on YouTube. Um, you can, I'm sorry. Vendertron asks, who did Jan John's voice? Uh, she did several of the voices, including Sierra from Nuka World and from Fallout 3. Scribe Halen, uh, who is constantly trying to block my romantic progress with Captain Dance. And uh, who else? She did several voices. Um, she was Bittercup from Fallout 3. She was Ellie, right? Yeah, she was Ellie, Nick's secretary in Fallout 4. She was bitter cup. She was bitter cup. Yeah. Huh. I should have. Uh, I should have had the list here. I have the list. Um, talk, and I'll bring up the list. Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot, I am no good on the spot. No, actually, I'm really excited to have Jen on the on the podcast. Um, because she's one of those prolific voiceover actors that does so many different things and so many like iconic characters that aren't necessarily like main characters, but they're like totally brilliant in their writing and their scripting um in bitter cup everyone knows who she was because she stands out um sierra definitely and um ellie as well so it'll be really cool to see like her perspective uh from it and her history on things because i think the only other voice actor we ever had was um um steven i thought it was steven i i just for some reason steven wright was kicking my head and i knew that wasn't right so It'll be really cool to talk with her. And, um, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Like, with the longevity of this game, we're totally going to keep that moving and get more people on because I am determined 
I am so determined to get Pete Hines on here or Todd Howard. That would be so cool. I'm determined. But Jan voiced Scribe Halen, Sierra Petrovita, Bittercup, Lucy West, Clover, Machete, and Ellie Perkins, and others. Awesome. So. She was one of the five voice actors for everyone. Exactly. One of the, one of the five that we've always joked about. I, I can't wait to talk to you about that because uh, that has to be hard. Oh, yeah. Embody 50 different characters and go. I'm really looking forward to, to meeting her. She was very nice um, setting this up. So it's going to be cool. All right. So that concludes our show. And you can tweet at us at FallOutOTR. You can tweet at me, at Rick McVick. And you can tweet at Chalene, at Chalene L, all on Twitter. Follow us. Hang out. Have a conversation. You can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com, like the emails we just read. And you can also join our Facebook uh, page, which is facebook.com slash falloutotr, and our group, which is fallout.com slash groups slash falloutotr. Like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Network, and be sure to sign up for the alerts whenever we go live or any other show on Quest Gaming Network, for that matter. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Please leave us a review if you would like. All of our five-star text reviews get shouted out on the show, and we have three tonight. Ozzy Mass, um, Armanar, and Jake270,000, <laughs> I guess. So thank you so much for leaving text reviews about our show. They mean a lot to us. We do still read them. We've had some really kind reviews lately. I appreciate them. Yeah, uh, it's just because we bothered, you know. No, um, I, I really do appreciate it. It's, it's amazing to, to see what people think about us. Um, so, yeah, we record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network slash live. And you can check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube, such as Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, QGD, QGD&D, and Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later this evening at like 10.30 or 11. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And, Shaleen, the last word. What if there was a place with all the zip of Nuka-Cola? <laughs> <laughs>